0: Fanboy nation. This is your pal Daffy Duck, and you're watching. You're watching. Mm,
1: we're watching. You're watching. Fanboy. 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 A fanboy, etc. Fanboy nation. Dad, I assume Tom. <laughs> this afternoon, I am speaking with a woman that if the Zack Snyder cut is as great as it's supposed to be, she will be getting the Star Sapphire ring in the <laughs> Justice League uh, nine-hour epic miniseries. But today we're talking about her character of P.J. Cutler in L.A. Macabre, and also we have to hint at Major Carrie Ferris. Christina Wren, how are you?
0: Hey, I'm doing very well. How are you?
1: I am great, and if you do not get the Star Sapphire ring, I am really going to have to have a talk with Zack Snyder <laughs> because I know how much my opinion matters to him.
0: I appreciate that. I, I definitely appreciate your going to bat for me. Thank yeah. you, friends. <laughs>
1: well, well, gee, Major Carrie <laughs> Ferris, Ferris Industries, military contract, flyboy, you know, highball mystery. Right? Carl Jordan works for her dad. as it's a quite a tease, contract. isn't it? Gee, there's yeah. no clues whatsoever to where the <laughs> character is supposed to be headed in the Snyderverse.
0: Uh. Well, you know, your guess is as good as mine. I will say my mother was super wishful thinking when Man of Steel came out. She got me a Star Sapphire ring, a figurine, uh, like plushie doll. I got, I got like the Star Sapphire loot. So she's definitely been putting those vibes up. But honestly, I have, I have no idea. I think it's probably just a, a fun pipe dream. But hey, if someone wants me to be a superhero, you can count me the F in. I would be. So excited. <laughs> they hinted at it,
1: so, you know, yeah. make good, man.
0: Yeah, yeah, we shall see. He knows what he's doing regardless, so I will say that. Right.
1: And you are in his, his next series, Army of the Dead, La- Las Vegas, so.
0: I am, yeah. I am so excited about that ride. It's really, really a fun ride.
1: Well, you, you're you taking quite a few fun rides because now you're a part of LA Macabre, which took
0: quite yes. the latest
1: before coming back for season two. Still in this documentary gorilla style filming of yes. following this essentially, well, not essentially, it is a defunct cult called the New Family.
0: Right, right. Yeah, it's a super, super cool, gritty world that I think um, the writer director, Dan S., did a great job of making feel so believable and so realistic i joke but i really felt like after i read it the first time i looked at every like barista and waitress in uh you know in the valley and just was like oh my gosh are they in a cult someone ensnared them these poor things you know it just felt so possible and so real and obviously these things have happened lots of times and continue to and when you've got emotionally vulnerable people it can be pretty easy to prey upon them and um, yeah, I think he did a great job, just, like, easing you into that world in a way that just makes it so believable.
1: Of course, because, you know, traditional relig- religions, whether Eastern or Abrahamic, are just so passe in the fact that all you have to do is buy a book, read it, pray, and that's the end of it. No, you have to give uh-huh. up your firstborn child. You have, you know, you have to give up all your finances. You got to pay for classes to level up. I mean, you know, you have to go that route now when you decide to join a cult instead.
0: It's pretty, pretty, pretty wild. I think it's quite a commitment. Huh? Right.
1: You know, I was yeah. like, well, there's that one book that's only fifteen dollars, but there's this whole thing that I got to give them my life savings to. No, that one sounds right. You know, that's
0: yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It, the whole thing. I admittedly, you know, I I I only have tangential knowledge about some of that stuff, but um, but yeah, I mean, I think that the people who ensnare individuals. It's because they know so well how to be charismatic, how to um, you know, take care of someone in need. It's, it's a sticky situation to sometimes be able to tell who is actually good and generous just because they are a generous individual and, and who is more power hungry and, and you know, I think sometimes someone might be both and which nature wins out in the end is up for grabs. And, uh, and yeah, I think you see, I think you see that in this series where, yeah, there's certainly some surprises. If you watch through to the end of some people that maybe you, you did or didn't trust and who actually was, um, was worth trusting and who was themselves scared. And, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a thoughtful ride in that way.
1: Well, I, I got to talk to Dan and I got to talk to Ryan, uh, just last week about, about this series, where Ryan, nice. where, uh, Ryan, um, excuse me, Ryan Bartley, she plays the camera person in this, and she's also a very well-known voice actress. Um, and I thought it would have been fun if she had, like, thrown voices from behind the camera just to throw you guys,
0: uh-huh. like,
1: you know, <laughs> like an outtake reel or something of that. Of that That'd thing. be
0: amazing. Yeah. 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 She's so talented. She's fantastic. Right. Yeah.
1: And, and it's just fun to see this series. Because, uh, you know, David's one of the producers with, with D-Studios and everything. And,
0: yeah, uh, all, yeah.
1: All that stuff. Although, David has been... Uh, I'm I'm just going to call him out, David. You've been putting me off for too long, man. We have enough conversations that we should have had a full interview by now.
0: Aww.
1: Uh, you know, <laughs> come talk, on,
0: Dave. Yeah. Get it together. Seriously.
1: We've talked about his wife and how great she is to him. we talked about his...
0: Daughter. Aww, she is fantastic. But, yeah.
1: Yet, all of this ends up being off the record. And I'm like, come on, Dave. Let's... You know, let's put it on, Come on.
0: Put a ring on it, Dave. What's yeah. up? Seriously. Yeah.
1: No, I'll, do I'll just I'll shoot them a text in like half an hour and going, we've been talking about you this whole time. And
0: there it is. No, I'm, I'm there it is. Yeah, all the terrible things. No, I'm sure you would love to. I'm surprised. If he's been giving you a, a hard time on that, I no, feel like it'd be It's
1: just been all our scheduling. Like, when he has time, oh, okay. I don't. And when I have time, he doesn't, so. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: But it's easier just to talk trash uh, in, in a, an hour right? our you and make him look Just,
0: just slam him. It's just, weird. yeah, he's not here to defend himself. So. Yeah. So. And, <laughs> and then when he comes by,
1: I'll be like, Really? You said that? Okay, I see what <laughs> you're saying. Like,
0: you jerk. Yeah, write her out of season three. Ew. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: He cannot write you out of season three. The series is too much fun (laughs) and too crazy over the top. Like you guys are gonna go like I don't know if you're old enough for this reference, but like how Melrose Place started off as like a normal nighttime soap opera spin off of nine oh two one oh and then just went apeshit crazy, you
0: know, time. (laughs) I, I said nice. I'm down for it. I am totally down to see where this world could go. Yeah. yeah.
1: It could easily yeah. go that route. And know, and knowing Dan and David, it probably will at some point.
0: Yeah, because why not? Like, why create a world like this and then make it all wrap up in a bow in the end? You want it to, yeah, completely unravel. When
1: when you first got the script for L.A. Macabre, and you sit there and, you're like, we're following the ad- misadventures – in trying to link things through a defunct cult, yet there's so many twists and turns in this darkness Yeah, you know, as as you're going through, say, just the pilot script and going, oh, my God, I need to do this? Or it was just like, I was in Man of Steel. I'm going to be the Star Sapphire. What in the hell am I doing with this?
0: No, I'm teasing. Oh, no, no, no. I was thrilled. I was super thrilled. I mean, I, I... Dan is a friend. He went to film school with my husband. So I've known him for a while. I've, you know, seen his films since his student films and, um, cared about him and his journey. And I've, uh, been really impressed with him and his commitment to writing in particular. Like, he's just super dedicated, um, to these stories that he pours himself into. And, uh, you know, I, I'm also an indie filmmaker and I, I admire the, the grit and the drive and the like, we're going to go F and do this. Um. And I was touched that he thought of me, you know, I mean, it's, uh, there's no shortage of actors in Los Angeles. So, you know, any, any chance to get to play, I'm I'm thrilled and, um, you know, and it's a fun, you know, it's a super fun role. I think that's the other thing about it. Like, he wasn't asking me to play like some, you know like, lame accomplice to some dude. It was like, you want to be this hacker who comes in and is feisty and talks shit? And I was like, yes, thank you. <laughs> so she's, uh, she's a fun one And then where she went in season two was just right. awesome. It was just really, really cool to get to play um, just some different shades than we had seen in season one. And um, I love how independent she is. I love that she, you know, doesn't change with Ryan's presence in the room or in her life, you know she stays ballsy and you know feisty and in control of her traits, And she's kind; like she's really loving and generous with these people that you know she doesn't really know that well. But she she sees their vulnerability and is like, okay, I'm committed to this cause. I'm in. We have to we have to protect these people. You know, um, yeah. So it was just it was an easy yes. It was a really easy easy
1: yes and the great part is is that uh, no one's asked you to disrobe because that, right. that was a trend right for quite a while in the industry for certain uh yeah. darker rated r projects which i'm thrilled you didn't have to for your yeah. Yeah. and for your husband's and thank you
0: yeah, thank you
1: for the quality for not diminishing the quality of the story
0: yeah i hear you i know it's, it's a tough thing that for a lot of women and it's when i was coming up, you know, it was something that me and all of my female actor friends, everyone was going like, would you do a nude scene if you have to? Would you do it if you have to? There there was no one who was like, you know what I can't wait to do? Disrobe on screen with a bunch of, you know. Um, and it's not that, it, I mean, everyone, it's not that it's a terrible thing to do or anything like, you know, there are, you know, lots of wonderful stories being told and lots of, thankfully now, like, Different types of bodies being represented, and um, I think that's really important. But it's great that it's seeming to be less of a barrier to entry. I think that was more the conversation was so much like, "Well, they're just going to pass you up for a role," and I would have to pass on auditions sometimes because it wasn't a thing at the time I was comfortable doing. And yeah. Um, and yeah, so it's nice to be offered something where you don't have to question yourself in that way. And be like, "Well, how bad do I want it? What am I willing?" to do am i going to regret that forever which in which direction you know
1: um so yeah but for people that don't understand it's not every uh you know every chance that it's kate winslet paint me as as one of your french girls
0: right right yes yes like are you safe in the environment you're being invited into is it is it going to honor you is the work going to honor the character is it going to honor women in general like there's a lot of questions that come into play um where it can be empowering or disempowering and to your point it is very hard to know in advance unless it's like james cameron's next huge whatever but right. um but yeah yeah it it can be a vulnerable position for a lot of um, particularly i think young actors to be right. put in and
1: yeah. and we touch upon that just you know slightly humorous because we need to joke about things and also, we're we're glad that it has it doesn't have to come to that in every single role for for everyone. So yeah. that's
0: the important thing. Yeah, yeah. You can still play this game without without always having to go there.
1: Exactly. And and I'm glad uh-huh. the, that you didn't have to for for your own safety sake. On top of it, because you know people can get weird. For example, I'll, I'll give you an example. Uh, I was on vacation, and there was this woman there, and this guy recognized her. I had no idea who she was. And she was with her children. Uh And apparently she had been in uh, quite a few adult films. Uh Okay. And the guy recognized her and started talking about her work very candidly as if he had known her and very graphically. And I was just like, Uh well, first of all, not everybody knows who she is and not everyone wants to hear this conversation as loud as you're having it but mm-hmm. her children are present,
0: mm-hmm. maybe we mm-hmm. should
1: have a bit more discretion. So this is things that that we worry about, you know, people in legitimate films, but we also see what people in, I don't want to call them illegitimate films, but more risque films have to deal with, so.
0: Yeah, and everybody does regardless of what you've done. Like, you know, and I have friends who have done – um you know, shows more like that and, and like made very confident choices to do it. And they feel great about it. And I totally support them in that. Um, and yes, there's some things that people will say because of that, but also people say that about anyone. I mean, there's like weird, my, my, like sometimes someone, a friend or whatever will send me like a really weird thing they find about me on Google, where it's like a weird search about. Like, my feet, or, like, if you, like, there's a a list that's, like, Christina Ren nude scenes. You won't find anything there, but people are just hunting for this stuff. And then if you look at comments and stuff, people will say whatever they want about whoever they want. And and sometimes it's funny, you know, like, sometimes you read the comments on a YouTube video, and and it can be hilarious. I mean, literally, my... (sighs) My husband and I are watching Lovecraft Country. And so he watched an interview yesterday with Jonathan Majors, um, who's incredibly talented. Like, if you're watching that show, this man is such a fantastic actor. And all the comments on the interview are, like, all the things people would love to do to him. And one person literally says uh, he has a rideable face, I believe, was the thing. And I'm like, I'm, uh, this man is a Yale MFA graduate. And I'm sure, hopefully, he's flattered by these things. But you know, it's just that's what that's what people do to some extent. And I think that in general, um, there's a forgetfulness that there's just a very normal human behind those characters. Uh, and the, you know, a lot of people in public positions period are concerned to be in public with their kids. I think because of that forgetfulness. Um, and I think it's less about you know, what someone has or hasn't done on screen and more just about if you are a public figure, I think often certain people at least feel like they know you or like own a piece of you, like you owe them Mm -hmm. something, or I'm not sure exactly how to put it, but it feels like there's a, to, to your point about your friend, like there's a familiarity with someone he really doesn't know, but that made him feel confident enough Oh, to he kind wasn't
1: of, my friend. This was just some random Or This stranger. person,
0: this random stranger, right. yeah. And it's a weird thing. It's a weird thing to feel like you know someone you don't, but I think we can all do it, which is probably, too, why we why we love a celebrity playing a role in a movie, because you already feel an attachment to them. Mm-hmm. So you don't, it, as you're setting up a scene, like have to do as much introduction to make someone fall in love with them, for example, or to believe in them or to root for them because people already love them and love seeing them and love rooting for them. And so you can kind of just emotionally jump right in. Um, And, and, and that's part of the work is the catharsis of having your emotions freely roam while you're watching a movie or a, a TV show or a play or, you know, and getting to, feel things through the characters who are willing to feel them for you that maybe you don't feel you can um, in your own day-to-day life. And and there is something kind of intimate about that uh, vulnerability that you might not have in person in your own life, and you feel you can have it with a movie if you're, you know, like being able to, like, cry in a moment where you need to cry in life, but you... Don't feel you can in in public, or you know, even sometimes with the people close to you. Like those things make you feel a connection. Um, but I do think, yeah, like like remembering just the the real humanity behind anyone you ever see on screen is is important.
1: Well, since the show is Ellie Macab, and we've gotten a little dark with with the conversation, <laughs> keeping it keeping in tone with the show, of course. Uh lighten the humor up a little bit. What is the weirdest rumor that you found out about yourself online?
0: Oh gosh. There's a fake birthday circulating somewhere. I got like texts, happy birthday on not my birthday. I was like, that's interesting. So someone someone put a birthday up for me. Um weird rumors. I don't know. I mean, to be honest, I don't dig for these things. Someone usually has to send it. To me to have him be like, oh, haha, you know, um, but I'm not that well known either. So I'm a little bit shielded from these things. <laughs> so, um,
1: well, But are, yeah, I'm gonna create do you have a right weird one? Now. Do you know
0: what? Oh, good. Yes. Okay.
1: I'm, gonna, I'm yeah. going to go edit with your blessing. Your I not your IMDb page. I'm sorry. Your Wikipedia page. And I'm going to change your height to six feet, three inches.
0: There. I love it. Yes. I absolutely love this okay. one. Because I, I am. Right. I am 6'3". I'm a gargantuan human. Perfect.
1: So. That, yeah. Because I'm also yeah, yeah. 6'3", so that way, if you I ever drive my car, you don't have to move the seat. It's perfect.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Perfect. <laughs> All right. So consider it. Yes. Yeah. I love. It.
1: <laughs> I, I mean, if we're, if we're going to make stuff up, let's at least, like, have fun with it. not something Like, right let's go there,
0: go there right? right? Yeah. She has a 6'3" toe I don't know yeah something He's really
1: 6'3 and Henry Cavill is really 5'7 yeah
0: he was on apple boxes the whole time he worked with me I don't know if you know yeah but yeah he's a pretty tiny person and like a little intimidated by how grand my presence is yeah
1: (laughs) and he's been he was wearing a girdle the whole time and that's a right
0: right Right, exactly like yeah you know
1: Oh gosh!
0: Yeah. <laughs> Never did a push up in his life.
1: Right, it, it's all
0: the suit. Yeah, it's all donuts. No, it's
1: donuts, not push ups. donuts, not push up. I need a T-shirt that says that. Uh, that's that's going to be my new mantra for
0: 2021. <laughs> <There you go.
1: laughs> yeah, but you're having fun with all of this, you know. You, you get to act. Indie films are a lot of fun. This show is shot kind of guerrilla style. I know Dan was mentioning that. Uh-huh. Like, you know. Hey, we only had uh you know half a day to get this scene done and all of a sudden the gardener showed up so we had to move locations and and do Sure, stuff. sure. How much more fun is it or creative is it rather when something like Man of Steel that's 300 million dollars and you have a you know and you have 6 months to shoot and up to 40 retakes of your scene in comparison to hey, this is a weekly episodic thing that we only have half a day to film, you know, 15 minutes of this 30-minute episode.
0: Yeah, you know, it's interesting. It's almost like it's a different medium where you're a painter, but you're going to do – your experience will be different working with watercolor versus oil paints. And I think that, you know, you're – The responsibility is great in both environments on a huge set. You know, you want to nail it every single time because there is so much at stake. There's a huge budget. Like, when you try to think about what every minute of your time is (laughs) costing someone, um, there's a lot of moving parts, and you don't want, like, the whole thing to have to get reset a bunch because, like, you didn't prep or – So I definitely feel like the stakes are very high in those moments. I don't take for granted, oh, we'll just do retakes if we have to. Like, I want every single take to be so usable and dynamic so that if they didn't pull focus right, if a background actor stared at the camera, if, like, something went wrong for some reason and they have to use a different take, I'll be proud of it no matter what. Um, And I think on an indie... Set that's more run and gun, it's, like you're, I almost feel like it's a, it's a, like a, a brain game of um how, how fast like can you get yourself focused and in it and if you are, you know, there's not really time to rehearse and, and block in a super thoughtful way and you're kind of having to Pay attention with your third eye to exactly what the camera is doing because it's handheld and it's, you know, different every time and your, um, yeah, your environment might be changing and you know you have no time, like you might only get one or two takes, uh, so you really need to nail it every time and there's probably like a bunch of chit chat and moving parts. There's always chit chat and moving parts, but there's something, um, y- you have no downtime on an indie set. There's no trailer. There's no private room. <laughs> There's no, you know, um, place for you to, like, go and, and pause for a minute or get in the zone or just, like, have time to process or reflect or anything. So you, you have to be able to kind of, like, be on the whole time um, socially while also, you know, making sure that you preserve enough energy to go deep into the night if you have to because um, you're trying to squeeze. 18 pages into a day, and, um, yeah, so just, it it just almost feels like a different sport, but you have to, you have to be excellent either way, like, you want to, you want to nail it either way, the stakes are high either way, um, and in some ways on a smaller budget, production too, you know how much it means to the people making it, because as an individual to, you know, crowdsource or whatever the, the resources, like every penny really matters. Every moment that you get with your casting crew really matters. Um, so if I haven't been there for three weeks and I have to figure out the continuity of my emotions, like I better freaking do it, you know? Uh, and, and make sure that they end up with something that they feel proud of and can hopefully use as a calling card as an artist to grow. And, uh, but I yeah, but it's fun either nice way. way get bangs that way. Right, and well, and that's the hard thing. Like sometimes you don't know another season's coming. I think like that did actually happen for me. Like there was such a distance between season one and season two. I do have short hair in season two and not in season one. Um, whereas if you're filming back to back and you have a contract and you know, like you're not allowed to touch anything for X amount of time, you know that. But um, bless Dan, he he was gracious about it. Right.
1: It, but, it, uh, it just got written into the the story that now you know.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, I was trapped in a barrel, a bunch of crazy things happened, you
1: know. <laughs> this, isn't, this isn't your average L.A. story, Yeah, you
0: know? No, Although no. it is
1: realistic to L.A. that I could see someone just get trapped in a barrel, you know.
0: That's horrifying. <laughs> or,
1: or, you know, in, in a certain movie, they had to, uh, you know, CGI out somebody's mustache, but, uh, you know, keeping it in. Right,
0: right, yeah. <laughs> But we're getting a new movie with no CGI mustaches. It's going to be great. I'm excited it's gonna be great. for you. Yeah, I'm super pumped. Yeah. I can't wait to see
1: it. When you get the purple contacts, I'm going to be the one fanboying out in the theater.
0: Sweet. Thank you for your faith. I appreciate it. Come on. Yeah.
1: They made you carry Ferris. Right? I mean, if your eyes don't start glowing purple at some point, you know, Zach, well... You know, Zach, I don't know, but.
0: <laughs> yeah, don't hate, he's, 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 you know, he's my bud. We're not We're gonna right. hate on, on no. Zach no matter what. I'll, I'll, uh, no. I'll you, understand his traits. The yeah. only thing I can hate <laughs> on Zach
1: is that he has amazing hair and I'm just jealous. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, I could, I could understand that. I haven't seen your hair, but. It's non existent, uh, so. Okay. Yeah. Okay.
1: You know, Phillips Norelco is my barber because. Uh, Got it. Yeah. You know, <laughs>
0: My, my dad is bald. And, um, and my three-year-old, almost three-year-old the other day was like, Should you? Where's your hair? <laughs> like, you just noticed after three years. Wait, what wait, happened wait, wait. to your wait. hair?
1: So, you're Lebanese?
0: I am. I am. I just, yes. And I think we have this in common. Am I correct? What's that? We have this in common. Am that, I correct? That we do. That yeah, we do. Good, good, uh, good peoples, man. Well, yeah. The, we're probably cousins. I feel like, you know, if v- you're Lebanese, give, you're probably a cousin at some point.
1: Give my mom about 20 minutes with with your mom. <laughs> She'll to figure, figure it out. out, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I actually met a cousin that way because she decided to look for all the – my maiden name was Gubriel. And mm-hmm. so she's like, I'm going to find all the Gubriels on Facebook. And so she, she found me know, and my brother. You know,
1: before you finish the story, for people that don't yeah, know yeah. Gubriel – it's Gabriel in English, and good yes. luck because that's, like, half of the Christian population in Lebanon. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Again, we're all cousins. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think, you know, of all of my fa- – we have, like, three surnames in the whole family. Um, okay. Everybody's kind of somehow similar. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, but it's super cool because she – like, our families totally knew each other growing up, and I ended up – getting to go to her wedding in Beirut and uh, share a friendship now, which is very cool because it's, you know, it's a small little, little country to be from.
1: Right. You know, although quite a few problems as of late.
0: Yeah, man, really like. Oh,
1: as of late, 1972.
0: Uh, I was going <laughs> to say, it's been a while, but, you know, it's been close for sure right now. It's a really, really rough patch. It's pretty devastating. Yeah. yeah. Do you still have family there? Uh,
1: I still got a few cousins over there, yeah
0: hmm Is everyone
1: okay? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They,
0: okay.
1: They all grew up during the Civil War, so they just sat there and like, oh, the pier blew up. Okay.
0: Right. Like, probably really, like, hilarious. I find that my family is often able to just have an incredible sense of humor, even in the, like, most stressful of times. Uh, There's just a, an ability to find the light, yeah.
1: At the end of the story, or at the end of this conversation, I have a story to tell you. That is only funny to Lebanese people. Okay. That, that will horrify off the record. else. So it has Uh-oh. to be off the record Uh-oh. because they'll be okay. looking, Like you and I will probably laugh and anybody who isn't Lebanese or from the Middle East is going to be like, oh my God, these are horrible people. How can they find that funny?
0: Oh, okay. You know? Okay. I'm, yeah. I'm gracing, but I'll probably, no,
1: yeah, I'm telling you, you're probably going to laugh.
0: I'm going to laugh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: So, so with Ellie Macabre, you know, the, we're hoping for at least two more seasons, Uh um, yeah. you know, and I think Dan and David are going the whole, uh, Sherlock route where they're just going to take six years off in between seasons, apparently. And then, and then bring it back. Right. And then bring it back and then expect you not to have a second kid or a third kid. Um, right. You know, and, too late
0: for that. Right. Yeah.
1: And then, and then, <laughs> oh, congratulations. I don't know how many kids oh. you have.
0: Thank you, I
1: have two. Well, congratulations. And then, uh, what's it called? And then, you know, we're gonna have to dye your hair purple and get you a different hair. Like, that should be the yes. theme, is that you have a different haircut every season, even though it's in the Oh, I like it. The- I like
0: it. I like the purple idea.
1: Very, yeah. Very, uh, uh, Shannon Doherty mall rats, you know, every season. Okay. A different okay. outfit.
0: Yes. So, yes. I feel like JP could pull it off.
1: I think so. Uh uh-huh.
0: hmm yeah. uh-huh. There should be like an online contest. Submit your look for JP season three and four.
1: Yeah. yeah. No facial tattoos though. We're gonna put that out there from now.
0: Okay, no face tats. Oh, that could be a rumor you start that I have face tats and I just wear makeup over them on there.
1: All right. Well, we'll incorporate that. You're six foot three with face tats.
0: With face tats. Right. See, I am so badass in your world. I like it. I, go to Wikipedia. Yeah. You know,
1: and, and <laughs> your husband, since his last name is a bird, we're just gonna call him Birdman from now on. Because, oh,
0: okay. Well, we got to keep the
1: superhero theme. If you're going to be keep the Fire, like you know we got to keep the Hanna Barbera thing going, and he's got to be Birdman.
0: Let's do it. I'm well, sure he would be down. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Or Blue Falcon. We're here for but it. A Ren isn't a Falcon, so that that kind of doesn't work. But.
0: But uh, Birdman is a little more open. Yeah. yeah. You know. Yeah, you it's like any, part of choice. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah. Which he's going to listen welcome. to this and go, "What the hell are these lunatics talking about?" <laughs> well He has a good sense of humor. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, he married a Lebanese woman. He better.
0: He better. I know. I, and, you know, like, the first time he meets my family, the, like, women go to one room and the men go to the other, so he's totally on his own without me. Mm-hmm. And I, they, like, immediately fell in love with him. They just, like, my family loved him more than me, so thankfully he, uh, he can hang. He's 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 funny and, and charming and puts up a lot, so he's, he's well, good company. Well. <laughs>
1: Here's something people don't know about Lebanese women. All right. Uh, You're on the rather petite side. Right. And so I think he was surprised with your very first fight because although he's not substantially taller than you, I picture you jumping up on the couch to look (laughs) him in the eyes while yelling at him
0: (laughs) at some point in time. You know, I laugh less, like, thankfully, we don't fight much, but my whole acting career has been basically what you described. Like, from my freshman year in college, I got cast in this production of Othello. And they, of course, you know, want me to, like, be a child, basically, and, like, you know, wear this, like, baby doll dress, and, um, there's this Commedia del Arte version of Othello. And, When we had our stage combat training, I was, like, really fierce. (laughs) And so the director all of a sudden was like, oh, in all the fight scenes, she's going to beat everyone up. And then I did another production the next year of Macbeth with the same people. And it was the same thing. It was like, okay, in this scene, sure, she's Macduff's child. But then, like, in these fight sequences, she's going to beat everyone up. And it's, it's like, been a theme of my life, particularly in theater that um, i get to be really ferocious and so i'm i would love to carry that on the screen one day but but uh but yeah i i i love a, a feisty fight i'm here for it
1: and and i do have to ask you this being lebanese yeah uh is your brother a doctor or a lawyer or an engineer <laughs>
0: he's with- a lawyer which is what it's got you allowed
1: to be the shame of the family and become an actor know. because well, your oh dad probably God. looked at you and said, well, at least my son is worth something.
0: <laughs> so my dad broke tra- – he was really the first renegade. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was supposed to be a lawyer. And decided he was gonna work with kids in community development and youth ministry instead. So that was like strike one. And then he went and married an American girl. was like, whoa, where's this
1: guy going?
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that was like, that's a thing you volunteer to do. Right. You like volunteer with kids. You do mm-hmm. not give up your, you know, law career for this. Oh, I don't know.
1: You could be um, Greek Orthodox and your dad could have become a priest.
0: Right. It's true. It's totally true. He, uh, he could go that way a cease. Um, and he, uh, so he was, he was kind of the first renegade in that way. But then I think my extended family very much so was like, so like for me, you know, you're going to go into medicine, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's like, well, I'm going to study acting and, no one got it. They're like, but you know, you're a good student. You were a valedictorian. What is wrong with you? Like, just you know, can't understand my, the choice. But kind of put up with it because I was a girl, right? And was gonna go then marry a like wealthy doctor, lawyer, engineer, right? All and three, then he when was gonna,
1: he was supposed to be all three
0: and super Lebanese, mm-hmm. right? Like you're gonna find the most Lebanese. And, I mean, my my faith I would say I pray to God in New York City. So you marry a Lebanese man, like yeah, she she was a. Uh, She wasn't subtle about her desires.
1: Right. Silk, three buttons, open, gold chain, pinky ring. I know.
0: Yes. Oh, yes. Yes. Um, Yeah. And then I'm like, so um, I'm in love and engaged with a guy who's a, like, broke artist, filmmaker like me. He's my age. Um, Not Lebanese, but... So, you know, the first meeting, everyone was sort of bracing. And then literally within three seconds, they were, they adored him. And my grandma can't speak enough now. She's like, he is such a gentleman. Demetrius is such a gentleman. I love him. He is my son. Like, you know, they couldn't embrace him more. But, yeah, I broke all the, right. I broke all the rules, man.
1: Right. She looked at me. and she's like, you, you, I'm, I'm embarrassed with him. I like
0: yeah, pretty much, pretty much. And she's still, like, because I'm, uh, you know, in her mind, a successful actor mm-hmm. would be, like, I am in gowns winning Academy Awards for playing the most, like, beautiful leading lady roles. Mm-hmm. You know, like, for her, it would be just the, like, glamorous, feminine mm-hmm. movie star thing. Right. And she can't watch, like, web stuff. She doesn't understand how to watch something on Amazon Prime, and nor would she want to probably watch me in some, like, you know, horror-type series. Um, So she just thinks I'm completely unsuccessful. I even took her to see um, Batman v Superman, and her response afterwards, you were only in those little parts, huh? (laughs) Well... At least I got to see you on the phone. Right. And it's just like she thinks I'm a total failure to this day. And it sort of just puts up with the fact that I continue to pursue this ridiculous dream of mine. But I guess I haven't died yet. so oh,
1: On the bright side, yeah. it keeps you humble.
0: Maybe that's true. Yeah, it right. certainly does. And I gave her great-grandchildren. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that finally I, right. like, proved I had some worth in this world. Right.
1: Yeah. 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 At least you did something right. It's all right.
0: Exactly. Yeah. At least something. But
1: your brother, <laughs> yeah. the lawyer, uh, he's my
0: favorite. Yes. Oh, it's true, though. She is very impressed with him, very proud. As she should be. He's a fantastic human being. Is he your but, um, brother or older brother? He is younger.
1: Ah, so he's the he baby. He my
0: younger brother. He's the baby.
1: He's the baby and, and the And
0: uh, the baby, yeah, the only boy in our family. Although I have three other boy cousins, mm-hmm. um, another lawyer and a doctor, and then one who followed more in my dad's footsteps and uh works with uh college kids and she's not so pleased about that cuz he was supposed to be a doctor. So right. we got a couple of rebels in the family right. but um
1: you could to with... psychology?
0: I know right, something. Yeah. <laughs> Certainly don't be a chiropractor, that is not an actual doctor, just FYI. My well, orthopedic surgeon uncle will let you know. Right.
1: Yeah. The the communities will make sure to let you know that the chiropractors they are not fond of. We are are not making fun of chiropractors on our end because no, we actually go see them. But we do have relatives that is not a
0: real doctor. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of um specificity yes. in our community of what counts as legitimate and not uh and you yeah it's hard to keep up with all the rules sometimes
1: and, but and it's not just legitimate it's it's uh, I'll explain this to people about Lebanese people Lebanese people will love you till they find something not to like about you
0: Oh my gosh! Yeah. All
1: right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you're Lebanese. I'm Lebanese too. Are you Catholic or are you Orthodox or are you Muslim? Oh, you're you're the same religion as me. Oh, that's great. Oh, okay. You're an engineer. I I'm mechanical. Oh, you're electrical. Fantastic, fantastic. Uh huh. Uh. Are you right-handed or left-handed? Oh, you're right-handed too. Okay, that's good. What side of the bed do you sleep on? Oh, you sleep on the right. I
0: sleep <laughs> on the right
1: side. You sleep on your stomach. I sleep on my back. Why am I wasting my time talking to? You? <laughs> like, oh,
0: right-handed and right-handed? They, yeah. Yeah, it could be hilariously black and white. I my one of my like I loved my do so much. He's like one of my like big treasures in my life. But very like very black and white in his opinions and they could change very quickly. So for a long period of time he was obsessed with Julia Roberts. Just could not get enough Julia Roberts. You know, she, all her movies, we'd have to see. she's fantastic and you know wonderful 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 so one year we go for christmas and some julia roberts movie is out so my dad is trying to you know find a thing to do with his dad while we're there for the holidays he's like well you know do you want to go see this movie and it has julia roberts in it he goes she's a bitch (laughs) (laughs) like what happened between last year and now and i think like Some, like, she broke out off with a book. I don't know what happened. Something Mm. stupid. But, like, she was off the list, and we could never see another Julia Roberts movie. So, um, so yeah. So, that's how it was. It was either, like, deep, deep love, like, only Julia Roberts ever, or she's off the list. So.
1: And then he said, I saw that Mystic Pizza, Runaway Bride. I didn't like that. It's over.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was something, something like literally that benign when you got to the bottom
1: of it. Well, luckily he's your grandfather, and grandpa can get away with a lot. If he was like twenty-two, that doesn't work.
0: No, and this also was like twenty years ago, Mm -hmm. so you know we're gonna we're gonna give him a a pass. I think for now, it's not great,
1: but right, twenty years ago, and it's grandpa. He gets a pass. So Julia yeah. Roberts, if you ever hear this, please don't be offended. Yeah,
0: it's yeah. we love you, Julia. Yeah. Like was, we, we ago. super love you. And I know that all my Lebanese family talks about me behind my back, so we're all in it together. But you know, what um. you
1: your back? <laughs> They talk in front of you on your face too. That's
0: true. I guess that's how we know, right? Good. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um. Here, here's the thing about Lebanese people: if they, if it's something taboo that you do, and they joke with you, they're fine with it. If they ignore you, they're not happy with you.
0: Yeah, it's a it's a silent treatment game is like the worst, yeah. yeah. But also like to to your earlier point though, like like also really deep, profound love and affection, like incredible amounts of can bend over backwards to show love and generosity to someone mm-hmm. in need and you know, to embrace someone as family who's from the outside or um, and anyone outside of family is pretty much accepted like no matter what they do. Mm-hmm. It's the rules really like particularly apply to family.
1: But, yeah, and um, everybody has has a good time, and they crack jokes, and... Yeah,
0: um, yeah, yeah. Eat good food. And
1: cracking jokes about all sorts of nonsense, the and circling back to L.A. Macabre and Superman, and then, you know, going off into ethnic tangents and whatever else.
0: Right. <laughs> I know, I'm curious if, to uh, see what your fans think about our deep dive into to our... Lebanese roots, man. Oh,
1: this is this is the majority of my conversations are like are like this, you know. Like we're having fun in the interview, it gets it gets run like this, and if you know, and someone's going to ask me what's that story, he probably told her. I was like, I'm not going to tell you guys because you're not going to be in the fold. That's right. Yeah, right. Like like, only Middle Eastern people will understand this and think it's funny. Everybody else will be horrified. Yeah, it
0: is amazing the stories people will tell, like cracking up. Right. at Thanksgiving or whatever you know and like it, yeah I know exactly what you're talking
1: about you know like yeah. uh, there was a there's a movie called West Beirut uh by um Ziad uh, doish I think and Ziad please forgive me but I love I love Ziad's movies and I can never I can never remember how to pronounce his last name but West Beirut takes place in 1974 uh, at the beginning of the Lebanese Civil war uh-huh. and and there's some something that's so tragic but tragically funny okay that like if i'm with my lebanese friends we're all laughing hysterically at the scene and okay. all my all my western friends that have western european ancestry like germany through scandinavia west okay you know, that that weren't french because it, since it was a french colony they would have gotten it okay would sit with us and watch this scene and as we're laughing in horror they're like, How do you people find this funny? And it's like we okay. lived it. <laughs>
0: okay. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. <laughs> so that's It amazing. is Yeah. Yeah. And I think that goes though across the board for various culture groups. Like, okay. you know, there are scripts that my husband writes and like you know he's black and so when people read his script depending on who it is they either think it's hilarious or tragic like the way the family dynamics are or the way that people are joking or the way like cuz a lot of that stuff you you understand the nuance in it in a different way like humor is a it's a very specific thing even my my 3-year-old is trying to learn how to tell jokes mm-hmm. and trying to figure out what's funny and like a lot of times it's trying to just repeat what was previously funny and trying to teach him that like well timing and an element of surprise is also part of humor and it's such a nuanced thing family to family um but uh but i do think it's always eye-opening um harry lennox was saying this in an interview recently but about the uh, what we lose sometimes now that we can't see movies in a theater together Mm -hmm. because when you watch on your own you really only know what you think about it, right? Like you, if you think something's good or bad, if you think something's funny or sad, if you think it's you know poignant or doesn't make sense or whatever. When you watch in a room full of people, you learn something by another group of people wrapping it. We did a, a right before like the COVID stuff hit in January. We did a live. Screening in a movie theater of our comedy series "Hicksters," which is about an Arab American woman and her black husband who inherit a farm in rural America, and um, basically, you know, up and move from New York City to Trump Country. And it was so great because we had a really mixed audience, um, age, gender, culture, ethnicity, and so hearing like what jokes who would laugh at, and then being able to see because I was in the back how like, different parts of the room people would look at and sort of clock, like, oh, they thought that was funny, interesting, I just learned something. Or, like, if you hear a, like, huh from a whole section of the room, like, you learn something and go, gosh, I think I've been on the other side of that. I think I've done that or I think, you know, and, and and like, in the show, we poke at everyone because, like, you know, I'm mixed and I'm in a mixed marriage and our families are from all over the country and world. And so, you know, we throw it all in the pot in a very loving, you know, I think pretty gentle, but, um, relatable way. But it was, it, it's something that you miss. Like if you were just a 50 year old white person watching this or a 22 year old black person, like you're, you're, you're not going to understand how the other person registered it. Right. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I love that you guys were, Getting there together and I'm curious, like, were they just like you disgusting humans, I'll never speak to you again? Or did they were they curious? Like, did they ask questions? Did they learn anything from you
1: because of that? Uh eventually, but for about ninety minutes they were still horrified and then like trying to explain why it was funny, uh, still didn't register, but hey, it happened.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh-huh.
1: Uh, not not everyone's yeah. gonna translate, and and subtitles don't always help.
0: That's true. That's true. Yeah, humor is hard to to translate in subtitles. Yeah. Even I feel bad. My uncle will sometimes tell a joke in Arabic and I don't really speak Arabic Mm -hmm. and they'll try to translate it for me. And they're like, yeah, it doesn't work in English. Like, you know, even for me, the the jokes don't always, for some reason it just only works, you know, especially if there's like a rhyming scheme.
1: (laughs) Right. It it just doesn't translate.
0: Yeah. Um, They're like, you're a You won't understand. Okay. Yeah.
1: (laughs) The that reminds there's a movie like that that you have to watch. It's called Ali's Wedding. It's from Australia. It's like uh, okay, I can heard of
0: it. Yeah, it,
1: it's basically my big fat Greek wedding, but it's with uh, with uh, um, with Arab Muslims instead of Greeks. Oh and my
0: gosh, I have to see it. It's,
1: it's hilarious.
0: My uh, big fat Greek wedding is my jam.
1: Yeah, yeah. that's because we lived it. Yes,
0: like,
1: like I re- I remember when that movie came out on home video and we showed it to to my uncle who was a deacon. And we're, we're watching it and you could tell all like first generation born American and the ones that were immigrated here when they were young. Yes. Got all yes. the jokes and all yes. older relatives are just watching it. Like and, what? Yes. Totally.
0: Laughing. Yes.
1: And I looked at yes. my uncle and was like, huh, what do you think? He's like, I don't understand why you think this movie is funny. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I know. I saw
0: that movie in New York. I was living in New York. And it was right before a holiday, before Christmas or something. And I told my family, I was like, we're going and we're seeing it in the theater together. Because my mom is from Iowa and, like, our families are as polar opposite as the families in that movie. And I had never seen either side, really, like, reflected, but definitely not in that way at all. And it it rang so true. But we took um, also my American white cousin on my mom's side – who was, like, oh, probably, like, 30 at the time, and she was living in Pittsburgh where my parents were, and she didn't get it at all. Like, she didn't – and she just looked at us, and she said after – she's like, I know it's funny because of how hard you guys were all laughing, and I never have seen you all laugh like that, but I don't get it at all. (laughs) And I was just like, yeah, but she was, you know, like, raised in Portland with a super white family and – but we were dying. I still, I still just like lose it watching. And my, my, should do for him the um, the Windex thing was hydrocortisone cream. <laughs> it was like it was a fix all for anything. Like you have a headache, hydrocortisone. You're, you're puking, hydrocortisone. Where's the cortisone? It was just like a bruise, you know, whatever it was. He wanted to cover you in cortisone cream. So, oh God, that's um, yeah, that, that, yeah, it was amazing.
1: Oh, my God. Christina, I don't think we're going to be able to top that, but I know Ellie (laughs) McCaugh is on Amazon Prime Video.
0: Yes, check it out.
1: Season one and two. You can't go anywhere for Christmas anyway if you live in New York or L.A. Uh, Some of us are thrilled about that. Some of us are sad about that. But guess what? There's 15 episodes that you can watch through Christmas weekend and enjoy the hell out of it as much as I've enjoyed this conversation with you.
0: This is very fun. Thanks so much for having me on. Absolutely.
1: Where can we find you on social media if we want to connect?
0: I'm on Instagram as Christina Wren. I'm on Twitter as Christina S. Ren, and Wren is W-R-E-N. And that's uh, probably the best place to find me. If you want to find any of my um, work that I've made, my production company is called Two Kids with a Camera, and our website, you spell it out, it's T-W-O, twokidswithacamera.com. We can I, see some of the, what we've
1: been up to. I dig it, Christina Wren. It's been fun. Yeah. When you come back out to LA, we're going to go to a hookah lounge. Uh, yes, after a show, though, because we don't want to ruin your voice for the next day. That's
0: right. That's right. Can you? Can you like smoke rings and stuff?
1: No, I'm not that talented.
0: What? Okay, I know, I'll teach you. Yeah,
1: you know, but I'll bring you okay. <laughs> out.
0: Okay, I'm in. I'm totally down. All right, <laughs> can't wait.